What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is The B-Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm joined via Zoom chat, internet, phone call with the co-host of The B-Show, Mr. Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? Hello. Uh, just, just being who, just being what I've been doing for the past three months now. And three you, months. And if you're unfamiliar with The B-Show, uh, because, you know, we are relatively new to the YouTube scene, I believe. Uh, if you're if you're unfamiliar, we talk about AEW, NXT, and all the happenings in the world of professional wrestling in the past week because there's a lot of crap that happened, or midweek, or, or or midweek things that just happened within the last week, within yeah. the last seven days of the last show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but guys, stay tuned. All- Stay tuned for all of that. And uh, before you, we get into all that, I need to tell you, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio and all of our cool stuff that we post on uh, Instagram. Because I don't let people forget about nostalgia, Michael. I oh, pounded in your it's head. The, it's, it's, the, it's the new hot thing now, nostalgia. You know, we always got to try to capitalize on what came before us. Especially, especially in wrestling. Isn't nostalgia being the new hot thing kind of an oxymoron? I don't know. Cause it's old. Whoa. Whoa, man, I just blew my mind. Uh, but guys, like I said, Instagram, I post a lot of cool. We post a lot of cool stuff on there, including uh, when there is wrestling shows. We post pictures from the wrestling shows we go to. Oh, yeah. When there are wrestling shows, you know, that'll happen again soon. God, I was just thinking out the other day. I, just, I, I can't wait to just slap a big sweaty guy on the back and be like, that's 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 too much. You think we would have gotten AEW shows at this point? At, in this no, point, probably the, not. They probably would have still like had like had, they probably would have went had, back and up and down the East Coast still. You know, you think so? Like, wasn't like the whole goal of the summer was California, or at least around that area? Like, yeah. oh, we're gonna do Los Angeles. Oh, we're gonna do Sacramento. If they did Sacramento, would you go? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's a, that's a nice. Drive. Can we do Sacramento? Like, well, how will we get there? I have a car. Oh, that's true. That is true. Oh, automobiles. That's and we also, on Instagram, we also post uh, things like, uh, like I said, nostalgia, news, breaking news when it happens, uh, and like I said, other cool stuff. So, guys, at CWR415. It's right down there. How do you spell that? It's 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 down there. I mean, somewhere. I'm pointing down there. If you're watching on YouTube. Uh, oh, because, it's right there. Because like I said, this is the B Show. We're uh, NXT, AEW Dynamite. We're here every week. If you're on SoundCloud.com audio only, uh, every Thursday, you get to hear us a day early because you've been a loyal City Wrestling Radio fan. You've been with us since the very beginning. All our fans in um, yeah, that's what that means in Steve. Ireland. <laughs> that's why we have these up a day early. Well, not, l- not limited resources. Not that at all. <laughs> Um, but guys, like I said, and every Friday on youtube.com slash whatever the random URL they gave us, but, uh, yeah, shall we get into it? Shall we get into some news? Shall we get into a bunch of stuff that like, yeah, sure. unfortunate I mean, stuff like- that, I mean, like, I think we should talk about just a little bit because it happened last week and it was one of the most unfortunate things we heard. And one of the saddest things I've heard. I mean, it was like, it was more like, yeah, it was very much the most unfortunate, but it was also just like a pile on, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this past, uh, this past Friday, uh, Hanukkah passed away at the age of 22 years old. And then Uh, when they showed that graphic of 97 to 2020, it's like, man, 97 is not a long time ago. It was 22 years ago, but then, like, you could. I mean, I'm not 
I'm not as I'm I'm only a little bit older than Hanukkah but then just that just that idea, you know, like somebody being born that year and then someone, you know, passing away at that that uh being born place. after you and dying before you, you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, such tragic circumstances and too. Probably one of the most charismatic stars in the Stardom promotion. Um, they were actually planning to build the kind of future of stardom around Hanukkah and Julia. Like they were going to be like the one, two punch. Um, but, uh, Hanukkah actually passed away due to suicide, which is, um, like I said, it's just, yeah, it's never, it's never an easy subject. Like the week before, I mean, you know, we're not going to sit here and compare what was sadder or anything, but it's like when you hear about someone taking their own life due to online cyber bullying, such as Hanukkah, you know, it, it really strikes a chord in anyone who's ever, you know, been depressed you know what i mean because you know i think we've all been to that point where you know we're we're so sad that we don't know what to do but hanukkah you know like i said faced so much cyberbullying yeah and so the background in the context of that of said cyberbullying was that she was a member of the reality television show terrace house which is you know on netflix a very very popular show have you ever watched the show before before the i watched a couple of episodes you know you you knew uh, hanukkah was in it or was she a prominent uh, character? I, have, I didn't watch the ones with Hanukkah and okay. actually. Um, apparently, that was the ones with Hanukkah Like, there was such a different change of tone in that show where they just they compile a bunch of, like, you know, young, attractive Asian teenagers, some Japanese, some half Japanese, and some, you know, a little bit of here and there. Yeah. And they put them in a house, and I think they give them internet access. I don't think it's at the level of Big Brother. <clears throat> but then they have panelists who watch, you know, their things and give their insights of any situation. Yeah. So in the case of Hanukkah, there was, from what I have recently listened to, was that there was a moment in that show where there was this one guy named Kai. Kai. He, um, yeah. yeah, Kai. And then he um, he washed. He like he he like he was he was he doing meant laundry. Well. No, he meant well, and yeah. so he did laundry for a lot, like a lot of the guests. And one of the things that he did was wash. Hanukkah's like personalized ring gear that she wore he, to the Wrestle Kingdom match this past year yeah. when the stardom uh, when they were wrestling in the pre-show match. And so what he ostensibly did was just like ruined the gear, and that got Hanukkah into like you know she just pretty pretty much just cut a promo on the guy. Uh, she well, was she like slapped super him, right? pissed. She slapped his hat off. Okay. So and then like there were people who watched the show saying that it was. Like the way it was edited and the way the panel, like the, the show panelists were kind of framing the situation as like severely like unfavorable to her. And like, yeah. you know, she she was definitely not perfect. Like, you know, there's it was a, it was a reaction of a very, you know, ten, it was an intense situation. Right. right and right, so and the the guy that she was, you know, cutting the promo on, like he was seen as a very sympathetic figure. And then she was, you know pretty much painted as a heel on in the context of this situation and so what happened was that the fans of the show Tara's house and like a subset it was a, it's it was more like a like a silent i mean not a silent like a very loud major uh, minority minority yeah you know how like how cyberbullying works where it's just they just amplify awfulness to you know and, but you know this this shit happens with every reality show man yeah, oh, like, no, there's I, like, definitely I, like, and I'm not saying like to this extent where people like, but it's I've seen oh it's f, before, f this person because I like this person they're horrible people and I it's yeah. just like it's it's fucking TV man like 
I don't it's, know. It's it's just the nature of reality TV, and I'm not I'm not here to say that what happened to Kamara was a sign of weakness, but then it really it really shows just you know how depends on how you react to it. You know, like it's it's it yeah, everyone, was, everyone and, everyone reacts differently, and everyone reacts differently. But then I'm, it's we're not going to like I said, anything. it's it's not a sign of weakness, but it's also just the whole the just the whole you know machine of it all yeah i mean it's it's soulless it sucks and it's terrible and you know these are at the end of the day these are just human beings and there's like it's 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 there's one thing to like and it got me really thinking about like criticizing professional wrestler or any entertainer and then i'm always careful with what that, I no, say. of that ilk yeah like say mm. oh i'm unfavorable of the work that baron corbin has done whenever he's involved in wrestling in a wrestling match yeah personal you know and yeah. i and like when people always Apparently he took say, that personally like, he blocked us on twitter <laughs> and then when like and i'm sure there's like you know a bunch of awful shit that baron corbin gets online but then yeah. he uses that there's definitely like like an element to him seeing that criticism when he sees that criticism he blocks out all criticism you know what i mean yeah absolutely you know where oh this person's just being overly negative and i read a bunch of awful shit and then somebody says an actual criticism but i'm gonna put that in the and i'm not speaking for and i know i like i kind of sound like i'm putting words into his mouth but then you can kind of see where i'm going with this yeah, I mean, it's really a fine line between criticism and um, and harassment, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but it, people, I guess, uh, you know, what I heard is people were sending her messages like, "You should kill yourself." Like we're straight up saying, "You should kill yourself." Yeah. And, and every but now. And I would never ever say that about any anybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let alone my worst enemy, I would never. Yeah. You know, that's just. Yeah. And uh, I like what Bill and Ted would say, uh, be wonderful to each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she did uh, before she passed, she did go on social media. Um, I just had a she problem. made sure that her cat was OK. Uh, yeah, she wrote uh, nearly 100, <clears throat> nearly 100 opinions every day. I couldn't deny that I was hurt. I'm dead. Thank you for giving me a mother. It was uh, a life I wanted to be loved. Thank you to everyone who supported me. I love it. I'm weak. I'm sorry. I don't want to be alive anymore. It was a life I wanted to be loved. Thank you, everyone. I love you. Bye. And that was I think that was the one that went along with our cat, right? think so. And that's when uh, I guess officials didn't really notice what was going on until was it uh, Kyrie Sane? Um, you it know, was yeah. In America, it was the afternoon in Florida. And yeah, so noticed her tweets. Everybody, she, everybody was asleep in Japan at that point. She cont- contacted Stardom. They sent someone to her house, and there was a lot of back and forth. I guess with like people said they talked to her and she's okay, uh, but I guess police arrived there what four a.m. Saturday morning. Yeah, or and uh, they found Hanakamura passed away in her house. Like her mother, her mother found her. You know. Well, Kyoko, I cannot imagine the worst Kyoko discovery. Kimura? Kyoko Kimura, yeah. yeah. There's, oh, there's video out there um, of Kyoko Kimura just wi- like, like that's it, like there's videos that like you know that um, that shows footage of Hannah Kimura as like as ten years as early as ten years old, yeah. And like it's in HD. That's the crazy <clears> part, <throat> and because yeah. um, you never see like someone's life 
recorded in that level of fidelity and see them blossom into, you know, Hanukkah And, uh, yeah, it's, and they showed, and they showed, uh, glimpses of footage of Kyoko Kimura's retirement match against Hanukkah Um, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a very, it's a very heavy story and it's incredibly sad and, Cyberbullying is a subject that will will continue to be a very relevant issue, especially in today's society. Yeah, no, um, like I said, it's really sad. I have, well, uh, last night on NXT, I'm just going to mention it now because it's relevant to the situation. Is that uh, when uh, Io Shirai comes out to the ring, or not Io? Sh- yeah, Io Shirai. Sorry, uh, comes out to the ring on NXT for her triple th- for her tag team match. Um, you know, Morrow mentions, you know, oh, you try it. We'll fight the Twitter chocolateites. Uh, but then also the logdites, yeah. logdites. I, I, yeah. I always get the word wrong. Um, but uh, and then says, uh, you know, everyone fights that, and you know, let's all be better to each other. And uh, he says, uh, what, what do you say? He said, um, he pretty much just oh, he said, oh, he said, rest in power to the uh, to the Joshi princess Hanakamura. Yeah, and uh, uh, double or nothing did a tribute. Um, they had a graphic up because this was clearly just—I think this was a day after that, so they didn't—they yeah. couldn't really pair anything it. more than that. Excalibur did a pretty good speech about it. Um, yeah, man. Like I—I wasn't—I I wasn't. I'm not even familiar with Hanukkah's work. I'll be honest, man. Oh, dude! Like, <clears throat> still I'm not. Sad. I'm, I'm no by no means an expert of Japanese women's pro wrestling, but whenever. Whenever I see about it, hear about it, and or anybody ever talks about it, she's the one person that gets like yeah, that recognizable name from everybody else. I, I heard the name Hanakamura right when I woke up Saturday morning. I was like Hanakamura. What what happened to Hanakamura? Yeah, and it's just it, it it's just so sad because her main goal in being in that Terrace House show was to, you know have make, exposure uh, make, getting to get people into professional wrestling yeah you know and um so now terrace house like they have canceled production across the board have they canceled or they just halted production for Earth? they canceled it oh, okay. it's, it's officially canceled okay. and um yeah canceled and the japanese government is now just i haven't seen anything in regards to what they'll actually do but they said they're talking about it they're talking about you know what they can do to no, yeah. further regulate such things so none of this has to happen again yeah well you know you know our, our condolences you know thoughts prayers goes out to the Kamara family the friends of Hana Kamara Kiyoko Kamara like I said the whole Kamara family because uh, yeah man it's, it's, a, it's a sh- that was a shitty thing shitty thing to wake up to you know so oh yeah I I think I found out as early as like 8 o'clock yeah. Friday well, I, yeah, I pulled up my f- eight oh p.m. Yeah, p.m. Oh, I woke up Saturday morning and I was just like, "What the? F-? Uh, oh yeah, no, I saw your, I saw your text to us." Yeah. Well, like I said, condolences to the Kamara family, friends, and fans of Hana Kamara. Uh, let's move on with some uh, more news. Let's uh, uh, talk about Kyrie Sane a second ago. Kyrie Sane, unfortunately, suffers a head injury during a match on during the WWE Raw tapings. Sane suffered what was to believe to be a significant laceration to the head during a WWE Raw tapings this last, I think, Monday night or Monday or Tuesday. Uh, the it was, inter- mon- it was a mo- yeah. yeah, yeah, it was on Monday. 
I want to say it was Tuesday because wouldn't they tape? Yeah, they would tape Mondays. They would tape Raw and SmackDown, and then Tuesday they'd tape Raw and SmackDown again. Yeah, so it'd have to be Tuesday. Uh, the incident happened in a match versus Nia Jax being filmed for next week's uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, the cut happened when Jax threw Sane into the stairs with Sane's head uh, connecting with the corner of the stairs. Fightful.com was first to report on the news with Dave Meltzer adding, at one point the match was stopped for WWE's medical staff to tend to yeah. Sane's wounds. So it's... Now, before we jump into our conclusions of the situation, and I think uh, Dave, uh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter actually clarified this point, was that... You know, we always, whenever you hear injury and whenever you hear Nia Jax, you automatically assume that she's at fault here. But I thought you were going to say, whenever you hear injury, you hear Nia Jax. Well, yeah. I mean, but so the like in this in this particular situation, it appears that Nia kind of did like did a did an Irish not an Irish whip, but then she um, she threw her not throw her like you know how the action of an Irish whip where you just drag them by the arm and then make them run. Yeah. So apparently, Kyrie saying just like everyone you, you've thrown, people have been thrown into the press the course. circle button exactly. And so, and so, like what happened was, uh, was according to Dave that Kyrie saying tumbled mid mid running, and that's her head. She tried <laughs> to make sure her head didn't if, uh, didn't hit the steps, but it did. Yeah, and that caused the cut in her in her in the back of her head. Yeah, and it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, I can only imagine how the full sale not full sale the performance center audience reacted to that especially especially in last night's NXT what, show what do we too. say we're getting paid to be here i don't want vince to get mad at me for the wrong reaction yay naya or you're boo, not supposed naya. to cheer for naya yeah, yeah. boo um, naya so and they'll probably see shotzi going like oh no she'd have her she'd have her moment the day yeah. the, the day later but or ah, never mind yeah. But yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. Again, another unfortunate situation. Uh, Kyrie, she they they cleaned her up. They uh, they patched her and they finished the match. Uh, what in regards to uh, Kyrie saying like she has definitely been through the ringer this these past weeks. Yeah. And well, I wonder. I wonder. You know, this hurt this and the TLC match and the, on top of the other injuries, uh, particularly against Nia Jax. Well, nobody um, said she was concussed, but you don't know that though. Yeah, nobody said. But does anyone? Does Vince just come out and go? Well, well, the medical the report last night was that we have two concussions. Um, but then you can say you can have you you weren't concussed, but you could still be possibly still you might have concussed. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's it sucks. You hear all this happening with Nia Jax, and then it's you know she goes on. That's weird. Uh, and then she goes on to. Um, go on Twitter, not recently, but in the past, you know, saying how, like, when she said, oh, you think what I did to her was no joke, when she actually legit hurt people. Kind of yeah, that's using, cheap. It's really cheap, as, and you shouldn't uh, do that. Yeah, you shouldn't take pride in that. There's no art. I mean, you could, yeah, like, if this is the only cr- crutch you have into garnering a heel reaction of, you know, shoot injuring people, like, there's no, yeah, there's no art form in that. That's just, that's just the wrong type of heat. That's cheap. It's cheap, and it's trash, but then, you know, I think she... I mean, I don't follow her on Twitter, so I don't know. She's what, looking for heat. I don't know what she's been like if she's continues to own up to that reputation. I, I mean, know. she I know that she's not like most girls, but I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just, oh, let's see. Nia Jax on Twitter, shall we? 
Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know. She hasn't said anything. Um, because it hasn't happened yet. You can't just... <laughs> well, you think... Sometimes she holds... Uh, sometimes people say stuff, you know? I don't know. She just says, yeah, thank you. I'm so great. It's just a lot of... She retweets a lot of people. Good for her. Anywho, uh, but Monday Night Raw, what do you think of the, the new addition of the fans to the audience, Michael? It added a lot, fans. you know. I'm not going to deny, you know, it. It made it made it feel Did a it, little bit more to revitalize Monday Night Raw for you a little bit. Didn't revitalize. It didn't revitalize the ratings, um, but well, it, no. it 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 does add a lot. You know, you add you add, you add the crowd. There's it's better than no crowd. Absolutely. But <laughs> the fucking the fucking plexiglass though. They only check check temperatures. That's the crazy part. And oh, you mean the hockey, the hockey plexiglass penalty box for anyone who's a fan? Yeah, someone's bumping into that. Someone's going to take a bump on those. Somebody already did. Did that on NXT last night? We'll get into it. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I mean it's the the addition to people in the crowd. At least you know, for it was funny though. For Raw, you had people like Shotzi Blackheart in the crowd and. A lot of performance center people that you, they said oh weren't being used on TV, but I swear to God, Matt Riddle was in the crowd, like from the far back. Yeah, for like a second. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, WWE uh, with a new addition of fans to Monday Night Raw, NXT, and uh, SmackDown. Standing while, room only. Well, well, no, I heard they got some chairs, but then they took them away they, when they were filming. The, yeah, they have to take them away during commercial breaks, and so they just. Like just just leave them in there, man. What, the, what, so, can, what can you lose? Or just do stools at that point, you so, know? So the addition of fans, uh, so they can continue to do um, uh, somewhat fresh new episodes. It's because it's to show how like constantly entertained they are. You know, mm-hmm. they're never bored. You never want to sit down because you're just so energized by their own energy. Yeah. Well, you know, WWE will continue to put on fresh new content during this time of pandemic. Um, oh, I had no, I had zero worries that they wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no one, one machine that places. One person actually condemns all wrestling shows putting uh, shows on right now during this pandemic, and that's one, mm-hmm. the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, he has made himself. He he has made himself at the forefront of this sort of sentiment. Like he's, yeah, he fucking spoke at. Like a to, like Japan House of Representatives or whatever, like will, a, a board of government saying, "Hey, wrestling should be the last thing to open." Is that who he's speaking to? I thought he was speaking to. Um, he was just he was at some Japanese government thing. Okay. Uh, but in an interview, uh, Tanahashi states, uh, "Wrestling shows should be um, that are performing during a global pandemic gives the entire industry a bad look." Uh, to he says, "Quote unquote." Really? No, that was just my summation of it. Uh, he says to run events in the middle of a pandemic uh, presents the wrong image of professional wrestling to society. The wrestling business is an extremely difficult situation, says Tanahashi. After all, we are athletes in a contact sport and we perform in front of packed crowds. That's a recipe for a disaster, right there. He says there isn't a governing body for Japanese pro wrestling. Um, as such, we can't necessarily enforce cancellations. That's been the responsibility of each company. But to run events in the middle of a pandemic presents the wrong image of professional wrestling to society and would deal a black eye to the industry that might still remain even after the pandemic ends. He went on to say, 
I thought it was important um, for us to come together, understand exactly what's happening, and to do what's right, even if that means returning to action after other sports. Go, Ace. He didn't say the last part. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I added that. Morally ethical, very level-headed viewpoint of how you treat this industry during a global pandemic. There's not much I can say about that, rather than he's right. He's ultimately right. He's like the ultimate but, face here. <laughs> he's like, you course. know what? Yeah, I, I'm the face, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna continue being the face. And to the point where, like, I'm kind of curious what everybody else in new japan like everyone else in new japan would think like you think okay i want to see what okada thinks of this i want to see what naito thinks of this i want to see what they would say but i guess he's gonna say stay home and tranquilo yeah (laughs) stay home and tranquilo Um, everyone yeah just uh what is it by the way that was my favorite part of my my dad is a heel pro wrestler i just wanted to add that I never saw that still. I still um, need to see that. Anyways. Uh, yeah, no. So um, Tanahashi, the ultimate face in this uh, in this time where uh, wrestling shows, I guess, you know, they're getting called out too, I think, by by a lot of other shows. You know, I saw something on sportsillustrated.com, even um, the week, was it the weekly show with John Oliver? Last week tonight. Yeah. Um, that show with John Oliver. I just called it John Oliver show. I, I just told you the name of that show. And I already forgot it. I'm kidding. Last week tonight, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So he kind of called out uh, wrestling and for being one of the sports to continue to do shows in a time of pandemic. Well, well, well what do you think, Michael? Like, like, should wrestling continue? No, it's sometimes I feel like it's for us a, side. Not, not, not unlike a company like uh, WWE because, well, no, like WWE and AEW, it's just that they're. I don't, I'm not really that much into the weeds of, you know, of, of into the corporate weeds of how they run their business. But to my, to my just intuition, they're a, like their main source of income is their television deals. And if right. they have to, they have to fulfill that deal of putting X amount of live shows within a year. Yeah. I can see their hands being tied about it, but you know, I I'll would, say this: How many wrestlers have really come up with positive tests? Uh, yeah, but then again, this is just because you test negative doesn't mean you're actually negative. You know? Well, yeah, but then that doesn't. I, I know what you're saying. There's a there's a calculate. There's still a calculated risk towards that, and that's why you know that's why Roman Reigns did the thing that he did. That's Apparently, Roman Reigns just stepped away because he was having kids. I mean, yeah, that could be that's that could be one reason. He says, but uh, I'm having kids. Y'all. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's easy to really just, and I'm not here to offend it. In fact, like in a perfect world, they should like there should be no wrestling <laughs> going on right now <laughs> ever. And um, but I can't. Well, in a perfect really, world, there'd be no. I can't really speak on the survival of said company. Like I, I would. I can be. I could confidently say if like if AEW never gotten that television deal. They would be super fucked, right? They would like uh, like when that deal was extended to twenty twenty four. Like you would think that oh shit, that means if they can't do this, and then like when they have and they pull this amount x amount of ratings, they can't continue. And now that they sign that extension, you know, they're safe. Yeah. But it's 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 a situation that I can't really can't really just put my finger on it. And I don't think there's a 
Well, I was going to say there's a not an easy solution, but there is a solution. Which well, is you know, UFC has been doing shows. WWE has been doing shows. AEW's and they've been shows. and they've been financially successful. Double or nothing uh, was reported by Brian Alvarez said it did like it did on the level of all their other pay-per-views, which they expect it went high above their expectations. Uh, the UFC pay-per-view with um, with uh, what was the name? Uh, that, Justin that, Gaethje that, and Tony that, Ferguson. Yeah. Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. Like yeah, that did like seven hundred thousand buys. That's that's on the level of like you know Go some of the biggest draws. And uh, it's I think it's it just could boils down to people just wanting to be entertained. Yeah, um, I mean, I should wrestling shows be continuing. I mean, I'm on I'm on the side of. You know, that if they're taking all the necessary precautions, you know, other things are opening back up already. You know, I'm not saying everything's blowing back, blowing over or everything's back to normal, but things are starting to look better. I mean, all around, I, you know, we've, a lot of people. It hasn't backfired yet. Exactly. As of right now, it hasn't backfired. We haven't knocked out of the park, but we hit a single, you know, (laughs) let's just say that we made it to first base. No, I would say they I, I wouldn't as go as far as to say a single. I would say they're on ball three. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Well, um, you know, one. They showed that they showed that Giants Cardinal game yesterday, um, two days ago. Which uh, from what? The one with the one where Ishikawa does a does a walk off home run at the bottom oh, of the ninth yeah. when they're down one. The good old you days. Know, man. The good old I days. I saw that and I'm like, that happened at AT and T Park. Imagine being there. Remember crowds? I drive by it every yeah. day. It's really. It's really depressing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, WWE, you know, they're, they're quote unquote doing everything they can to make sure they can get by in a time of pandemic. They put a laser, they put a laser in front of my face and say, Oh, I'm at 96 degrees. That's normal. Okay. Let's go. What? That's how you, that's how they check temperatures. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Like I said, they, well, I'm saying like they were, they laid off all those people because they needed to make cutbacks quote unquote. Um, oh, I see. I can see where you're going with this, but yeah. Uh, but you know, it was there was a meeting the other day by Bushi Road executive, which if you're not familiar, Bushi Road is a company that owns uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling they and Stardom and Stardom too. Yes. Uh, but on a recent episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer, Uncle Dave, mentioned that Bushi Road um, board of directors had a meeting, despite. Them are hurting economically right now. They have chosen to take anywhere from a 15 to 95% cut uh, from their pay um, and have chosen and chosen not to uh, issue issue mass layoff layoffs. So, well, you know, that's probably one of those things like like you're not making profit, but they're like, my can, can, I, can we make sure my uh, I'm getting food Th- thing? I'll, I'll do 95%, but can we make sure I'm getting food? Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and just cl- laundry too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're good. Then. So they just want to make sure they're just making the decision of n- not laying people off, and it's not. And they're a publicly traded company, you know. They and they they are willing to put people over profits, profit margins. You know, it's exactly well, so. what WWE is doing. Um, you, know? you know, that was a lot of the the reasons why. You know, remember Harold May um, went on he did that video on YouTube a couple weeks ago when he was mm-hmm. lost in front of all his gold. So, yeah. uh, no. So like I said, they're, uh, they're choosing, choosing not to issue uh, mass layoffs. And I don't think, you know, despite probably someone for, you know, behavioral issues, I'm sure there's somebody that's going to get laid off. You're like, that guy was an asshole. We're going to fire him anyways. No one's getting fired. <laughs> no one's getting fired. 
Um, okay, well, no one's getting fired, I guess. Uh, no one's getting fired, um, I guess, in all of Bushiro companies, so? Or just New Japan Pro Wrestling? I don't know. That part wasn't really clear to me, if it's all Bushiroad companies or or just... No, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Champion Carnival is happening. What? All Japan, all Japan Pro Wrestling's Champion Carnival is going to happen on September, which is All Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, G1. What? Their, 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 their version of G1. Yeah. Is there um, a just, Ferris wheel at this carnival? Uh, it would be so much better. It would be so much cooler if it did. But uh, I'm just going to read this off postwrestling.com. It says, All Japan Pro Wrestling's annual Champion Carnival tournament was scheduled to begin on April 6th at Corky in Holland and end on May 5th at the same venue. The coronavirus outbreak put the tournament on hold, and it was announced in early April that it would not be taking place at all. All, all Japan President Takanori Fukuda met with President of Cable Interview Today. During that meeting, it was announced that the 2020 Champion Carnival Tournament will take place in September. Also, the Carbell Foundation has agreed to a two-year sponsorship deal with All Japan, and uh, they have the list of names of the participants of the New Japan... No, not New Japan. All Japan yeah. Wrestling Champion Carnival participants. Uh, champion... No, he's no longer champion. Never mind. Kanto Miyahara, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Jake Lee, Ooh. Suwama, Yuma Ai, Aoyagi... You got it. Chuji Ishikawa, Takashi Sugira, Ayato Yoshida, Hideyoshi Kamitani, Zeus. Wait, uh, Zeus? Not, not Zeus from uh, from uh, No Hold. Debo? Debo's coming back? No, he's not. He's I, not. I wish he'd come back uh, as Debo. Naoya Nomura, Yoshitatsu, Kai, uh, Ryoji Sai, Joel Redman. <laughs> I'm reading all these Japanese names. Like Joel Redman. It's, it's, like, a, it's like that East-West Conference from Key and Peele where it's... Uh, where it's just a bunch yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. ghetto ass names, and then it's just the white quarterback, uh, and then Gianni Valletta, Gianni Valletta, hey, uh, Fabian Agnes cousin, and uh, Shigehiro Ire. Oh, Shigehiro uh, All Japan Ire. has been hosting empty arena shows as a part of their TV series, and their latest show took place on May twenty fourth. You heard so. what Hiroshi Tanahashi said, guys. Got to stop those shows. I mean <laughs> September, you know. Tanahashi it takes was place th- in September. They insist on September. Well, I mean, good, good on that, man. That's empty, and it'll still be an empty arena. So. Should be cool. I mean, should be all right as far as empty arena matches are concerned. Uh, yeah, they need to open some gyms up for these people, though, because these uh, people are start getting a little flubby. I'm just saying. Who's who's getting flubby? I'm getting Just flubby. name names. Corey, me. I am. Oh. I'm trying oh. to tell them to open gyms so they'll open it for the wrestlers. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Uh, so I can go to the gym. Getting tired of this shit, man. Can't even do anything. Yeah, well. Sorry, I'm angry. All right. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, executive producer. Uh, possible third season. Would you, would you possible watch? Possible. to. Be, they have to make a third season. This was their highest rated like show ever. Yeah. yeah well, They're doing more numbers than Jesus and Mero. Uh, he said, I think, well, everybody's doing better numbers than Jesus and Mero on vice because it's no longer on vice. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, dark side of the ring executive producer, um, didn't get his full name. Something Hud Husney. Can't, I didn't get his first name. Sorry. Uh, third season. He says is something everybody involved wants to do. Vice wants to make season three. We would love to see it happen, and we're in the state. We're in those stages of conversation right now, though. There's just a lot of question marks about the future of the production, and even if the question mark is the world, involved, 
he says, and even the future of the world. Our show deals with a lot of travel, and we'd love to go international, places like Japan for season three. But there is a lot Boy. of uncertainty in the terms that, of that. So, I can't really think of scandalous things that's been going on in like in Japan wrestling because I feel like they could do the Korea show, all, the WCW. Yeah, they can do the that Korea, would be really they, good. They could do the Korea North, North Korea, Korea show. show. That would um, actually, I would be that would be really interesting. Yeah, there was, um, because it's really not cool. like super like it's dark, but it's not like they killed them. I'm like, oh, no, it's just it's a very unsettling situation. Yeah. A bunch of big ass pro wrestlers. Scott, you get Scott Norton's interview in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. You heard that story, right? What? When Scott, what Norton, he was on the phone with his wife and he goes, oh, these guys are crazy. They want me to do this. He's, he was kind of bad mouthing the North. And Korean. they were and he was he got recorded. He got recorded and then he got interrogated for, I guess, for seven hours in a basement under the hotel. He thought he was He said he legit thought he was going to die and his body was going to disappear. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, he's still with us. Hey, he is still with us. Scotty Norton. So, and they already had him for a season. Uh, didn't they have him in an episode this last season? He cried like he was in the and uh, the Owen Hart. No, no the Road, oh, Road Warriors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the one last thing he says about that is that he says I could see uh, that all parties want to see it happen. Um, there's no shortage of stories for us to cover. Uh, we put a lot of thought into it already, and we're getting ideas from people every minute of social media, which is awesome. I can't think of stories right now, actually. Well, we just thought of the North Korea. I mean, the North Korea one. Yeah, that's a that's a big get. Uh, uh, Antonio Noki's and uh, well, you could just do Antonio Noki. It's government involvement, or just Antonio Noki in general. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know him carrying, um, him being uh, carried by the crew. Uh, the the, the cru- uh, What do you call it? Cruci- him being crucified to the ring. Oh, that's yeah. now that's a dark side of the ring. Um. Vince. Him using MMA fighters to, uh, he, him using MMA fighters to further his promotion to a point where it almost, you know, ran out of business. And I'm sure they, there's some like mob stuff or something in like England they can get into. Um, All right, yeah. we're, we're gonna talk. Come on, Paige. What? I didn't say anything. None we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Looking forward to it. I'm sure the. I'm sure what they'll what they'll be doing would be, will be off the charts. You know. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So that concludes news. Uh, all, elite, all elite wrestling's double or nothing happened this last weekend, though. We didn't really get too much time to talk about it, and I, no, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't do a post show because we got lazy, and um, we're not going to do that that much anymore. Because uh, we're going to be on top of our game here at City Wrestling Radio. This is probably the fourth time we've promised this, but I swear to God, we promised it this time. Um, um, so double or nothing, Michael. You got sixty seconds on the clock. What did you think of the show? And go. It was a thoroughly entertaining show from top to bottom. I paid $30 for it. Felt bad that I didn't. Um, because if you, fan- if, hey, word to the wise, if you fancy up your internet and uh, tell and tell Fight TV that you're from Vietnam, uh, you can uh, you can do whatever you want with it. You can pay for $19.99, though. No, but I... I came off, came out of that show thinking if I spent fifty dollars on it, it would be it would be worth thirty it. seconds. But the stadium stampede match was the hardest I've laughed over a wrestling match in a very, very long time. Um, the Cody Lance Archer, it was a little bit overbooked, um, but 
ultimately Cody Rhodes was the right was the right decision to put over as your representative of your television title. Um, he's he he'll make that established as ever, and I don't think you could do that with um, right, Lance Archer. Thought. And I think Hikaru Shida was the right person to win that for the same reasons why Cody won uh, a solid representative that can get uh, above average matches out of. And I think as a face of that division, Hikaru Shida, she's number one. All right. Well, pretty I mean- cool. Really good show. Really good show. Went like just the build up to that. Like I was, I, we said it last week, like, ah, and then when it happened, just like, whoa, <laughs> Uh, well, I don't think I have a whole 60 seconds of a review to give the show, but I do think the show was a, a wonderfully entertaining show. Um, the ladder match was probably one of my favorite uh, favorite matches of the night, even though it was kind of all over the place. The match of the night was MJF, Jungle Boy. Barnum. A lot of people said that, yeah. Um, it was a really good match. They actually, you know, It was a match. The stadium stampede's the match of the night, but uh, like as far as like live, yeah. like, in-ring stuff went, like, that is a is a very very established second. We saw the debut of Brian Cage, uh, who has a who <laughs> has a fucking ladder in half. Who had yeah. a very cheesy intro to his theme song. Um, who can stop? I've grown. The path I've grown into it. Of Cage. Yeah, I've warmed it's up to cheesy. it. It's um, cheesy. Yeah, so I thought it was a really great show. The Stadium Stampede match, like you said, was great. All the different Matt Hardys. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Moxley is great. I didn't like Brody Lee as a challenger, but there you go. That match was okay. There was a little too much uh, outside walking and brawling for my taste. I think if they stuck yeah. it in the ring, I would have liked it a lot more. But um, Keep it in the ring, guys. Well, I was about to say something. Oh, every other angle they showed off that one-winged angel that Sammy Guevara took, it just looked way, way worse than <laughs> no, it no. already ah, has ah, to be. Ah. Yeah. That's that's it's a crazy fucking bump and Sam, Sammy Guevara he uh, he's he's really he's really putting it he's punching his bump cards that crash pad can only do so much you mean his even body? Aubrey Edwards got even Aubrey Edwards got hurt like she like her on our Instagram page like she showed off her elbow when she was climbing to the crash she was using a ladder to climb to the crash pad to pin like apparently like a day later she like bruised her elbow I did like uh, Jericho you're a shitty ref. You're a shitty ref. Oh, I was I like, got oh, wow. getting heat. Yeah. Uh, but well, that was last Sunday or Saturday night, and then we move on to AEW Dynamite, which happened this past Wednesday, last night or two nights ago, whatever day you're watching us, or a week ago. I don't know when you're watching us. Uh, whatever the date says on the video uh, um, layout. <laughs> day before that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dynamite, uh, May twenty seventh, two thousand twenty. We get a double or nothing recap, which we just did. So you don't have to watch that video. Just listen to us. We have Jericho and his inner circle members finding ways to recoup payments for the inner circle stadium stampede champions. Shirts. That was a good touch. I like that. I, these guys, man, these I forgot. fucking, Oh, I forgot. I have notes and have, today. And then they have a, and, and Jericho, he's relieved of the fact that they didn't have many of these, but then Ortiz or Santana, like they was like, Oh yeah, I have a really good connect. And so he just opens up a truck and it's just a truckload of like boxes upon boxes of these. And uh, Ortiz, he still can't hear due to the bell bump from that stadium stampede yeah. match. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah. Well, the the joke here, cold open. the joke here was great too, because it's like you, you see, you always hear the stories about like um, World Series, you know, the World Series finals. There's, you know, they make yeah. two different uh, versions of the shirt, and yeah. uh, the winners get their shirts, and losers, their shirts get shipped off to like uh, some donation place, which sometimes, like, a lot of times, in, is a different country, in a third world country. Yeah, yeah where they and they're selling money. these shirts at awshop.com. Are they the 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 inner the inner circle? And it's ones? half off. That's yeah. great. I like it. I wonder if they actually made them and they were like, well, shit, did we? I don't know. No, it's a joke within the show that only people who watch the show are going to get. It's just like the whole mantra of wrestling shirts in general. Okay. So, yeah, we got a cold open of that show that uh, that puts us into the intro. We start with Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks versus Private Party and Joey Janela. Pre-match, Matt Hardy cuts a promo with Paige and Omega who leave early for drinks, thus writing them off for today's show and explaining (laughs) what goes on later on. Uh, they pretty much go through Hardy's outfits, eventually leading to Hardy dressing up like AJ Styles and asks if the Bucks want to be spot monkeys. Matt Jackson still has a taped up rib, um, and apparently that's legit too. That it's he he it feels like it's broken, and the fact that he's still doing this match uh. is fucking insane. Uh, there was a really cool visual glitch when Nick did a crossbody uh, for a second. I thought it was like one of Hardy's like superpowers, but. It was nothing but a glitch. No, pl- uh, Spot Monkey Matt doesn't have superpowers. Oh yeah, no, it's just his just his flippy stuff. Just Damascus. Uh, uh, Tope Suicida and a DV, uh, Death Valley driver from Janela to Nick, in which Janelle stares at the camera and yells, "He's gonna puke." I did. Uh, you know what? Uh, real quick, AEW has, was taking shots all night in WWE. Even uh, Jr. made a comment about it was well, at least they're not thrown into some plexiglass or something at the barric- at the ringside. So I don't know. It's just it's funny. It's funny to me. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, you know, a lot of people just kind of just get off on on any any which way. Oh, inside spot. Oh, yeah, insider stuff. Oh my god. Isaiah does an abdominal stretch in which JR and Excalibur says he's a big fan of Wilbur Snyder, uh, which I have zero doubt in my mind that he is. Who <laughs> really that? knows who that person is. Uh, yeah. Matt then dives over the barricades to beat on Butcher and Blade because uh, Matt accidentally uh, super kicks Blade. Nick Jackson does everything, including a springboard destroyer to, to Casty, hot tack to Hardy, side effect to Casty. They go back and forth, eventually, tandem DDT to both private party members. Hardy piles up all three dudes to moonsault all of them for a two count. JR is betting Rick Knox doesn't know who's legal. Janela hangs on to the second rope, leaving himself to get super kicked by the Bucks, but they get a stereo tope con hilo as Cassidy does an MJ shrug to the camera. Been watching his last dance doc. Uh, at this point, Quen just disappears, might be hurt. Bang for your buck on Cassidy for the pin and win. Um, yeah, this match, uh, a little sloppy at times, but I think that's par for the course whenever it's private party. These guys are clearly young. Private they party. definitely overthink a lot of their spots and then just kind of stumble on execution. This was uh, this was, this was was definitely shown in the buy-in when they had that match against private party. Um, these guys, they... Uh, ring rust is these guys are an example of that ring rust being real you know what i mean yeah but other than that it was it was an entertaining match um but at the but at the end of the day it's uh it's another match because i mean the only thing we're going to get out of this is the pose match the pose match match. matt hardy and rick knox helps quen to the back good on you matt hardy uh butcher and blade then attack the bucks because of course they did and then lo and behold what are they doing here get the camera off Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler have entered the dynamite zone via truck. 
and and they they fucking sped. They're not like Cody where it's just a limp dick like five miles an hour. Yeah. No, they 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 made yeah. sure that they out Cody in this situation. So they tend to the Bucks. They just stare at them and then turn around and beat up Butcher and Blade. They give a spike pile what? driver on Blade and to stare down the Bucks some more. And they leave the ring. FTR. They're back. Well, they're here. What well, did you think of this segment? I understand what they're doing. It's one of those things like, you know, if anyone's going to take you out, Bucks, it's going to be us because we want, oh, you, yeah. we want you to be nice and healthy. We want you to be at your best when you wrestle us. We don't want you to be hurt in any excuse. Uh, I mean, for, for they're us. already, I mean, Matt Jackson's already here. Well, so. you know what I mean. Let's go wait for that. Yeah. Um, this is, this is the program. You know, it's where it, this has been a long time coming. It's very exciting to see the potential of this match. Everybody has been dreaming about this even when they were on WWE. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dax Harwood and uh, what are they called again? Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. That's I'm still gonna have to get used to that. Dax and Cash. Got it. And there's and their shirts came up on Shop AEW, and it's it's a fuck the rest. So there's fuck fuck is censored. So their their names FTR. Uh, formerly the revival. You can do a lot of that. You can do a lot with that. So it's just they whatever. can't. They don't have the revival, and they don't have for the revolt. So so they just whatever three things you want to put there. Sure. Pretty much. There you go. AEW World Champion John Moxley's and en- John Moxley enters the commentary desk, fresh off his double or nothing victory against Exalted One's Brody Lee. Uh, he feels terrible. Thanks for asking. Puts over Brody Lee. Brody Lee as his toughest fight, but mentions Brian Cage as his next opponent because he won the ladder match. They recap the ladder match of Cage tossing fools and winning as Mox reacts to every bump. He's like, "Oh Jesus Christ! What? Oh no! What? What?" Yeah, that was really funny. And then brings us to our next match. Brian Cage versus Lee Johnson. Brian Cage kills Lee Johnson. Pin one, two, three. Did they take that part out of his song yet? No, of course not. They shouldn't. It's bad, but I like it. Who Post-match. will step in the path of Cage? Post-match, Taz cuts a promo and tells Mox he's going to deal with a machine and that he'll put his hand on his chest and tear his heart out of his chest. He says chest twice. That's not a. That's not. Is it me or does something seem very robotic about Taz? Since it's because he has no neck, dude. <laughs> no, I not. I don't mean the way he moves. He's, he's had. He's had. I mean neck the way surgery, the dude. way he's talking. It, it just seems like like before Taz would come I out. I thought he sounded on comment, like uh, on commentary. Let me let me let me let me actually finish this, uh, this um, here. He says uh, later on. He just says, "Beat him if you can. Survive if he lets you." Which. It's a long-ass time since he said that. That was his old uh, catchphrase back in ECW. He saw that from somebody else. I don't forget who. Yeah. I I really like Taz as a manager for um, for Brian Cage. He's I think he, he sounds was, like he's, he's he sounds like he's trying out for like ringmaster for the strongman at the carnival. Like, come witness the strongman. He is here. Witness his strength. You I cannot believe what is going on. That's, I think that's just part of his charm. I think he he does well, he does ang- he does anger really well, and um, you know he's he's oh he's a he's really good on the mic. I liked him on commentary, and I like him as and I especially like him as a manager with Brian Cage. And I see people but making the comparisons th- to uh, Paul Heyman and and Brian Cage, and that's just just because they're just both East Coast Portly dudes. <laughs> I guess so. And um, yeah, I mean, hey, you do have that ECW connection with uh, with each other. 
But yeah, uh, Mox says this is going to be fun as they both stare. And uh, I thought so. T- I think so, too. I want to hear more of Taz. Dr. Britt Baker appears with her assistant in wheelchair while wearing heels near the ramp. <laughs> that was really ridiculous. Yeah. And she's with Tony Schiavone, who presents the rules of being a role model. I said the rules of being a role model. You're supposed to say the done done. Oh, what, like, <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't talk about this pre-show. <laughs> Rule number three is all about me. Don't hurt the role model. Calls her broken tibia injury a conspiracy, says she is close personal friends with TNT executives, and orders Reba, her assistant, to flip pages. Calls Chris, Dan- calls Chris, Dantlin- Chris Statlander being an alien a crock of shit. So that brings us our shit quota for the week. Calls Sheeta a cheater with the kendo stick. Calls Nyla Rose out for being not good on the top rope. Well, she said she said some like she's she's flown off the rope a thousand times. How how can she not uh, flown off the rope gracefully a thousand times? How can she not guide herself off of not falling on me? Yeah, she's right. Why not? (laughs) Uh, Britt then summons a board with strings and picked. There's a bunch of strings and pictures, like it's an episode of True Detective where she's just putting all the, like all the pieces together. And at the center of it all, there's uh, there's referee Aubrey Edwards saying she was around for all of her injuries when she broke her nose. She was somewhere when she had her concussion. She was there. She was yeah. It was uh, a. And then she announced she'll be back at All Out, which is quite a ways away. I think that's like usually in September. Yeah. And is. as she wheels out, the words roll out appear on the back of her wheelchair. Uh, I thought. Was, was it roll out or I thought it said roll model, but R O L L model. So that's what I wrote down. And it's roll out. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, roll I'm, out to all out. Yeah. I thought the segment was excellent. I think Britt Baker should appear regularly on Dynamite if she can. Yeah. Uh, just to keep her character relevant. I mean, she's really she's really doing her best. She's just about to be doing her best work. I why stop now? Yeah. If she can do it, why not? What do you think of this segment? It's funny. I, uh, is Aubrey going to have a match? Hmm. I definitely can see why, you know, you would be weary to involve the referee because you don't want them to be the center of attention, but but I Jericho's about- doing it, and now now Britt's doing it, and they're really pushing Aubrey to kind of be this so, character. There's, I think, there's a certain philosophy when it with AEW that they want people, they want their audience to care, not care just about the wrestlers, but they don't want to care of people on the side. You know, they mm-hmm. want people, they they acknowledge them by their names. Right. Like I know, you know, Rick Knox, Bryce Hemsburg, Paul Turner. Uh, Aubrey Edwards, you you have the, phys- uh, the, the 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 ringside physician of Doc Sampson, like they want people to know a lot of the people within the company because that would it would it would make the audience feel like they're a part of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like they, they want they want everybody to become like on a first name basis with their fans. Yeah. And um, there's something there's something to it that I really you know do kind of feel like that it's very admirable like they want to treat everybody there like human beings well it's just it's just a lot of like the only other ref that i think gets any attention is rick knox but that's just because he got put through the table by nyla and but none of the other refs have been called out so i just it's weird for every like both jericho and Britt to call out aubrey edwards now if it's not going to lead somewhere down the road like i think it's aubrey takes off the ref straight like said let's go come on i mean aubrey edwards she gets the biggest some of the biggest reactions throughout their shows and what better way to get heat than to you know rub 
rub off on that <laughs> rub off on that heat on uh, Aubrey Edwards, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm going to say, like, the second, like, Aubrey Edwards is eventually going to take a bump. And the second that happens. She's going to have a match, dude. It's going to be uh, not necessarily have a match, but then, like, within the storyline of a, of a match, within the storyline of a match, the second that woman takes a bump, not when and when we get audience and when we have fans back, like yeah, fuck skies. Oh, you're you're gonna see people. The entire, the entire roof is gonna blow off. You're gonna see fucking like Undertaker just lost. Miz just won the title. Like like, oh, is she okay? Yeah, the no. Whole Undertaker, gonna go- Undertaker losing the streak and Miz winning the title. Those are two very comparable events. Yeah, and that'll be me in the audience, just like like why'd they do it to Aubrey, man? It's not cool. Anyways, it's just getting worked, bro. We've got a commercial for the Jazzware AEW figures. I pre-ordered the Kenny Omega one. I don't like um, them. They don't look good. And they they really don't look good. But um, <laughs> I, but here's the thing. Buyer beware. If you pre-order on ringside collectibles, if you pre-order a figure on ringside collectibles, you're going to have – they take that money out of your bank account. They don't they do not do like any other sensible and website like where – it, that that you'll though you'll get charged when it pre-orders like when it ships like no they that's a direct deposit so thank you yeah, that's uh i really should have known and yeah. it said it right there i just wasn't paying attention but i don't think any other webs any other website does that you know what figures did look good were these those new japan the kenny ones. omega one was the only good one that looked good but then this it, i know what you're talking about no. the super seven ones yeah, yeah. No, the super seven new japan wrestling new japan pro wrestling ones look good because they're renders like they've they showed the official Lij ones, but they only sh- but they didn't show the ones with Tanahashi, Osprey, and uh, Ishii, and the Lucha Bros. Like those are rendered. Like I really want to see what those actually look like. But those, I mean, they're forty a pop, so what, they, this, ha- they the, should look the good. W- or the AEW ones. No, the, the oh the, the Super Seven, the Super Seven New Japan. There's one. just something about those AEW ones where it's like the middle of the set. It just looks like Moxley looks terrible. It looks really bad because it's it's Moxley that looks super it's those around. bendable figures where it's like the top of the t- body and then it goes in because it, it just looks bad. There's no there's um there's like their no traps abs. are too protru- protruded. Yeah. They don't have any um they don't have any actual their shoulders are kind of just too low and they have no rib cage. You mean uh, biceps and no, they have no rib cage. Look at those fucking toys, man. There's nothing in there. I mean, they do the Fortnite figure. I don't. I hear good things about Jazzwares. Like I, I consider myself kind of give it to the San Francisco Toy figures. Company. That's what I want to see. Is, is, is that real? Yeah, well, those are the guys who made the um the original, like some of the original WWE stuff, like the plastic ones, like the. I need to know more about the San Francisco Toy Company. Well, maybe we I should talk about that. Anyways. Anyway, another time, yeah, another place. Fig, action figures are coming. They look like shit, um, except for Kenny Omega. Can I pre-order that? Nah, yeah. I, I think you're just telling I paid, yourself that. I paid thirty-four dollars, so it must look I'm good. Not, and I'm not getting buyer's remorse. God damn it! Alex Marvez is with is with the inner circle backstage. Jericho tells him to shut his ass, you fathead. Which, whoa, whoa! Sorry, Alex. And then as as Jericho just cuts this promo, Orange Cassidy then stumbles around in the shot, in which all inner circles. All inner circle members just stare at him, and Jericho just says, "See you later, Orange Cassidy." So, are we going to get an Orange Cassidy Jericho match eventually? No, we're going to get Orange Cassidy and Mike Tyson versus Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus Christy James. 
JR puts over Jane's about her doctorate and growing up with a single parent in Texas despite being born in Brazil. Christy Jane's, uh, she does a pre-match ritual where she uh, dances, and she should do that more often, if I say so myself. Uh, she does back with her Tifa inspi- Final Fantasy VII-inspired gear. Uh, this looked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked awesome, da- yeah. that and Double or Nothing, and it still looks awesome today. Uh, Jane's, Jane's, uh, Christy Jane's thing is, it says Jane's, and I just feel like that's a like it's supposed to be James, but it's actually her name, yeah, yeah. Jane's dead legs, Sheeta arm drag from Jane's dances and celebration again. She had a lot of charisma, yeah. She showed a lot of charisma. This was more, I like this was supposed like she had a lot, she had a lot going in. No. Uh, Sheeta gets a fistful of hair and so does Jane's running knee to the corner on Jane's another knee to Jane's on the apron sunset flip to a kick from Jane to a 4-2 count looks kind of rough missed lion salt and gets a knee to the back of her head but kick out but a falcon arrow keeps Jane's down for the pin and win JR follows Sheeta on Twitter and tells us that Sheeta celebrated by eating a pint of ice cream <laughs> of really good ice cream uh, really good ice cream it's a different generation isn't it <laughs> Thanks, Jr. And thank you, Sheeta. Thank you, Christy. That was a, was a match. Yeah, that match was way too long. Hikaru Sheeta is your champion. Let's show off our champion. Yeah, Christy match, James. Match was too long. Match she has a lot of too long. I didn't think it was that long. It was like what, like three, uh, like three or five minutes, less than ten. I think it was like Definitely six minutes. I don't know. Picture in picture, you see uh, Omega and Paige in their hotel room, just guys being dudes. Eventually, Paige notices they're on camera, and he, he's, again, sorry, podcast listeners, but he's sort of like this. He just sort of notices the camera like, wait, wait a minute. are, they, are He's peeking into the are camera. Are we being filmed right now? Yeah. What? What the heck? And then. Oh, God, I'll get into that later. It takes them forever to realize they're on TV, and Kenny takes a swig of milk in which all in which he gets all of it on his shirt because that's the only way to drink milk when you're a professional wrestler. Hey, you know what he learned from the best from Kurt Angle. We get a recap of the TNT title match uh, at Double or Nothing, and then Cody comes out. Belt is silver. Belt is still silver and red, and so is his name Chiron. Um, it's an ugly belt. Feeling it. Tony is with Cody in the ring. He says Tom Brady is his favorite quarterback in which he gets booze because he wasn't picked first. And it's not because of Boston sports and says he's probably no longer welcome in Connecticut. Another shot. Yeah, take a shot right now. Uh, Says Tony Khan wants a merit-based wrestling company and that he wasn't the first call. He wasn't the second call. No, he wasn't the first call. He wasn't the second call. He wasn't the third call. And then for a second, when he did this... He did the <gasps> what? Sorry, podcast listeners, but he's doing another. He holds up the four, four for the four He holds up a four sign, which yeah. who hint hint. Um, what I say? First uh, call, well, the pain you know, is no. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say you know the other people I guess that were called. What was the first person that was called? Was like was was it CM Punk or was it Matt Jackson? CM, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna assume it's the Bucks. It was the Bucks. CM Punk were the Coke first and, three to and be Kenny Omega. No, I think Kenny was called after Cody, right? I don't know. He was on the list, but CM Punk, I think, was either the first or second person called. And, but it, it, just think how different would be. AEW have been if CM Punk was, you know what I mean? Like, would it I be, try not to dwell on that. I know. Well, not, not even in a good way, though. I mean, like, it could be horrible. Like, we could have had this, like, company that lasted a couple of months and never got a good TV deal. But yet the. You know, I would guys, love to have CM Punk. Honestly, I feel like CM Punk would actually be a. Uh, more than a great get for AEW. Well, we don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, well, we if, don't know. We don't know if it's if it, we also we not we also don't know if it's going to be bad. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, you could think about the goods and the bad, and just I don't think I don't see a lot of bad in acquiring CM Punk. Yeah. Well, 
at least at least to how, my, how least different how different head. it would have been you know, maybe it wouldn't be on tnt maybe you would have been on i still th- uh, jericho i feel maybe. like jericho no matter what would have been the first champion yeah could be yeah that, I mean. that, yeah uh he says okay so he wasn't the first call but paid his dues from the day he couldn't run the ropes and which points to billy gunn saying he knows more about that than anyone but he paid his dues but regardless he is the champion of the of america's greatest network <laughs> says if you think his story is of nepotism um whatever you can have all the talent in the world but you can shove it up your ass because he will outwork you judge him by what he does next and he will stand out there every week and pretty much asks for an open challenge cody rhodes american nightmare wrestling every week on tnt because he's the tnt champion what is your opinion on that well um I want to mention something about his promo first. I love how he says, this is not a story about nepotism, but I started in wrestling business at 21 with no skill. So then why the fuck were you in the wrestling business? It was because, you know what I mean? Like it is, it is. It's It's funny. Well, the thing is he doesn't, uh, yeah, he he, was, he doesn't necessarily dismiss the whole nepotism fact. He's like, he's, he, if anything, he's going at the angle that he was born into this, you know, and that he's destined for this. Oh, I get it because he actually did wrestle like in high school. He's a high school wrestler, right? Yeah. And he wrestled like uh, Xavier Austin he, he, Creed um, yeah. when they were in high school uh, as opposing uh, high schools. Um, but, you know, I would love to, you know, hear that story, not this like, like him having no skill going into the wrestling business. I, I And I love Cody. Oh. Well, the thing is, it's it's supposed to. Well, the point is, it's supposed to establish how far he's come. You yeah, know, from no, that don't. from that day of where he couldn't run the ropes properly to. What yeah, you don't now. want him to sound like this. Like, um, I'm Dusty's son. I'm naturally gifted. Yeah. You know, I'm here to show the world. Break it off. Now, he says wrestling is missing its greatest asset, the fan. And then he he and then he comes up to the that, camera and us. says. Let, like what his dad would say and say, this is where the fun begins. So this baby is where the fun begins. Baby, follow me. And I'll so take you to the throughout, land. throughout the promo, like there was like interspersed cuts of bunny of butcher and blade constantly flirting with QT Marshall. <laughs> and then you have Brandy just kind of smacking QT Marshall, like pay attention. What are you doing? Yeah. What, where did have, this come from? No this is from dark. It happened. It first happened in dark. So she's not with the butcher and the blade anymore. I think she still is, but I think she's just kind of courting QT Marshall into like, stuff you know so keep get his guard down i guess for the butcher and blade to to you know do things with uh uh what are they called what is what is the name of marshall and dustin oh like the natural nightmare or whatever like yeah yeah the naturally nightmarific i don't i don't fucking know man yeah cody uh uh, wrestling dynamite every week i i want to see what he does i want to see what he can do you know i want to see what he's capable of in a week you know, week to week basics, uh, basis, knock on wood, nothing like that happens, but I want to see what he can do to mix things up a bit. And I think he can, um, so he's, we'll get there later. He's going to every week. Uh, well, not next week. There won't be no, cause next week will be the winner of the battle Royal Please. facing, um, Cody Rhodes, but every week thereafter, he will be issuing the John Cena open United States challenge every week. That's what it, that's exactly the vibe I kind of got. And that was, in my opinion, Cena's, best run it was it was that, that was really cool because you think about the times we like Sami Zayn came out and that was like one of the biggest pops um you know phase when he <laughs> yeah faced, the one where he threw out his shoulder <laughs> the one where Vince gave up on him <laughs> that uh, one <laughs> Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc with Penelope Ford versus SU Frankie Kazarian SU. and Scorpio Sky Kaz with hair still freaks me out 
Kip and Havoc, Pearl Harbor's SCU. SCU double teams Kip. They build heat on Havoc. Kaz gets catapulted into an eye poke, which blinds him for the time being. Build heat on Kaz, but hot tacks to Sky, but does hot tack things. Belly to belly to Kip. Hot Twisting cutter things. to a dragon sleeper to Sabian. Havoc yells out, sure you can, as he does an uppercut to Sky, seated on the top rope. Assisted swing DDT to Havoc for the two. They set up Havoc, Havoc for the SCU later, but Penelope grabs Kaz's boot, leading to a Michinoku kick combination for the upset victory they take on omega page and omega for the tag titles next week and the winner of that match takes on best friends at fighter fest there's a reason why i kind of just barreled through this uh barreled through my recap of this match because i thought this was just a match yeah it was very long the crowd was kind of (laughs) dead the workers (laughs) the wrestlers in the crowd were dead but then yeah but i still think that (laughs) Yeah. it wasn't bad like these guys were really technically sound you know they got all their spots and oh, SCU can, continues to be the most consistent performers in the entire company here's the I thing just think Sabian, I just don't think Sabian and Havoc are that over and maybe this match was what it was trying to accomplish but you know as I'm seeing it right now these guys are just fodder for Megan Page yeah um, well you know the thing is is that I think Kip and Jimmy are going to win the titles next week yeah. Okay. Well, just just because the simple, there was a flub up of a line by um, Excalibur, and he said something like, um, "He goes, oh, he said something like, oh, they could walk into Fighter Fest to take on the best friends, or oh, I mean, whoever whoever wins the championships." Yep, this is coming from the same person who called that Wardlow is turning on MJF at this very dynamite. So, well, you know what? He 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 had thoughts. Of, he I think he did in his head. He mentally turned on him already. You saw it in his eyes. He was like, "I'm, you're no longer my friend, but I will continue to work for you because you pay my bills. Okay. Well, hey, you heard it here first. Corey uh, says that Ke- uh, Sabian and Havoc are... I'll, I'll are... await I'll await my balloon next week. I should get my Lion's Den balloon, by the way, because or at least half a balloon. An uninflated balloon for that. Yeah. It's not the first time someone has ever... Never mind. Uh, MJF video promo says he is magnifique on the mic and that he's undefeated for over a year and that it's pretty perplexing to him that he hasn't received a title shot and thinks someone at the office doesn't like him. MJF says Wardlow is his insurance policy in the Battle Royale and when Wardlow is the and when him and Wardlow are the final two, Wardog knows what to do. Wardlow then says, but and then MJF responds, but nothing. And they stare down to a very uncomfortable silence and tension. And then he laughs and jokes as they get into the main, into the, as they get into the battle royale. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're sprinkling. They're really just giving us the sprinklings of a Wardlow turn, which I'm not entirely opposed to a Wardlow uh, face turn because I feel like every big dude they have, barring uh, besides Luchasaurus, are heels. You know, just give us another big, well, big dude. Is Brian Cage a heel, or is he just tough dude? He's positioned. He's positioned as a heel against yeah, Moxley. Yeah, yeah. he's got right. Taz. You're right. Kind of right. cuts heel promos as this monster. Look at this guy and his muscles. He wants to be Wolverine. He's the unbreakable machine. See, that would sound more natural if Taz just said that rather than through walks this Brian Cage taking on. I don't. Think I, th- I I think what that promo was still on brand of what Taz is capable of. All right. Uh, yeah, Wardlow. Uh, the Battle Royal winner f- faces Cody next week on Dynamite for that TNT championship. We get uh, we get back from commercial, and Billy Gunn from Gun and Son enters the ring and towers over everybody. <laughs> I think I think Billy Gunn is just like 
he is he is deceptively huge. You're that already yeah. small. I yeah, yeah. I never thought he was that big in the old WWE days, but. Mm. As the match begins, Orange Cassidy slowly enters the ring, but gets beat up by Proud and Powerful, um, that which writes him off the match for the time being. We have MGF and Wardlow in the corner, just standing and staring. And I, that's the thing, though. Like you have Wardlow protecting MJF, but you have MJF sitting on the top corner. Like he is still more vulnerable than most people. <laughs> he's just day, like he's just sitting on the corner, like no. above the top rope, like. You're, you know, you're still prone to just get eliminated somehow. Yeah. But, I mean, Wardlow's right in front of him. So just maybe. just leave through the bottom rope, MJF. Come on, man. Use your brain. Um, Marco gets kneed by Luther. Luchasaurus and Luther exchange strikes as Luther fucking tosses stunt landing on his neck. Uh, looked terrible. And then what looked even worse was that Luchasaurus sends a receipt to Luther by chokesliming him to the apron. I, had that, I thought that looked rough. No. Maybe Luchasaurus was going into business for himself. <laughs> You know, protecting Marco Stone. Like, you hurt Marco. I that's hurt my you. little friend. <clears throat> yeah, that's not exactly. That's not how Luchasaurus talks. Derek calls MJF a Richard no, as he not. beats down Sonny Kiss. <laughs> MJF stares down Cole Cabana. Dream match time as Billy Gunn and Cabana exchange strikes. Cabana gets eliminated by Gunn as Cabana rides in frustration and is handed a Dark Order pamphlet. What? Could we see a possible Dark Order? Hey, that guy was back. Ritual? The recruitment officer for the Dark Order. He was back, wasn't he? Sure, why not? Wasn't sure, he in the crowd? Not. I it, believe it, he was. Like it was, a, they didn't show his face. Um, yeah, Colcabana in the Dark Order. I wish. I kind of hope that like Colcabana doesn't change character. He just happens to be in Dark Order. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. what's up, guys? Uh, when's the next meeting? I'm hey. Colt Cabana. This is the Dark Order. Yeah. Exactly. Oh well, we'll uh, see. I'm, I would hope so. Uh, possible possible program. Marco tries, uh, Marco tries to eliminate Lucha, which I thought was Luchasaurus, which I thought was funny. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you, what are you trying to do? Uh, Avalon and Cutler stare down and try to eliminate each other, but uh, yeah, they try to eliminate each other, but like losers, they get, they both get eliminated. Uh, Wardlow and MJF work Daniels on the corner. Jungle Boy gets a famouser. Marco eliminates Daniels via Hurricane Rana. Uh, Wardlow tosses stunt to Daniels. Luchasaurus and Wardlow exchange strikes. MJF chops Lucha's knees. Like the whole, the whole, you know, strike, you, His you know, the knees. whole, the whole uh, tactic of chopping down the legs of a giant. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That's how you got to do it. Take it from the bottom. So Billy Gunn stares at Luchasaurus and exchange strikes. They both get eliminated by MJF and Wardlow. Final four, Orange Cassidy, who just rolls into the ring lazily. Jungle Boy, MJF and Wardlow. MJF sets Orange Cassidy for the, for the ring. For yeah. the, his uh, his diamond ring, yeah. but hits Wardlow, leading MJF getting eliminated and War- and Wardlow as well. Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy are the final two. Skin the cat, Superman punch to Jungle Boy. J- uh, Jungle Boy lariats OC off an Irish whip. JB then does an over the top hurricane runoff to OC for the win. Amazing ending. I thought this was a super awesome elimination spot. Um, and yeah, you got you, you're giving Jungle Boy a win for the battle royal for a loss to Cody next week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, the, I, I, this is this is Jungle Boy versus Cody sounds like a really enticing match. They, they, sh- these guys should tear it, tear it up. They've known each other for a while. I mean, yeah, um, but Cody shouldn't lose. But I also think Jungle Boy shouldn't lose. And again, I mention this all the time. I think that's it's very interesting to see. You know, to Ooh. face, face no, to face up, to face up, um, to match up P two people who shouldn't lose just so just out of curiosity of how it's getting booked. Yeah. But I think Jungle Boy needs a win eventually. Oh, uh, well, that guy. Not, 
not this one though. He, he shouldn't win this match. He'd get week. his win for tag titles in the future. They, but then again, but against a name, a named talent, you know. I think like, Luch, I think the 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 tag team deserves a tag title shot eventually, and I think they'd be good yeah. champions. You think? But you think Jungle Boy is? You think Jungle Boy is? Uh, he's past the tag team division at this point, though. No. No. Like they're kind of establishing him. I mean, not not kind of. They're they're establishing him as a singles competitor. Like he'll have your occasional tag match, but then like there really seems to they really seem to be focusing on him and him. Yeah, I just I don't feel like he's ready. For, I mean, he's he's great. He's great on his own, uh, and that, he has natural that, charisma. But I just I don't know, man. Something about him. I, I don't know that that match against MGF at Double or Nothing proves to me that he's ready, or or at the very least he's he can step it up with you know with the likes of MJF, which yeah. you know I I saw I always thought like MJF. Well, I always think tag. Thing tag team should be each individual person should be very strong people. You know what I mean? Um, not like, Oh, just because they're half of a tag team, that means they're weak and they're not good, capable singles competitors. Um, I think jungle boy should be able to compete with MJF, but I also think that jungle boy should have a run with the tag titles before he wins any other title. And he should be in tag matches. Then yes. he shouldn't have faced MJF and he, you're and, right. Jungle you, Express yes. should have been a bigger tag team, but then, but to me, they're just they seem they seem to be keen on Jungle Boy being this, you know, plucky face underdog, which can only get you so far. You know, oh. it's I complain about this in WWE. I can also complain about this in AEW. Uh, but who knows? Like this, I'm lo- very much looking forward to Jungle Boy. Absolutely, I love Jungle Boy. He's a very nice guy. Very nice kid. He's a kid. I can call him that. I'm 30. It's great. It's, it's still, <laughs> I will bring this up every time seeing him at that battle Royale 2017 clash of the cow palace. Dude was over for no reason. In my oh, opinion, that's and the one he where he came out and he got thrown out like immediately though. Right? No, he was there pretty. He was pretty, he was pretty much there for a while. Okay. Like you, and he will. Okay. I'll say this out of all the talent, like that weren't, that was on the, that wasn't on. Was he on the poster for clash of the cow palace? I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. Happened. It's like, it's, isn't it like right next to you at all times? No, but it's, on, it's, it's in my box of wrestling memorabilia under my bed that I hide yeah, from women. I just remember him being a standout. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. That's the, I think that's the same one that, uh, it was Joey Ryan versus Cody Rhodes in a cage match. Right. Mm. And then, mm. and then Shayna Baszler was there too. That was a good, oh. that was a good fucking show. It's crazy how wrestling just happens yeah. over those years. <laughs> Look at all of them now. Let's continue. Main event, Inner Circle Pep Rally. Picture-in-picture, uh, <laughs> picture, we got cheerleaders in a marching band doing cheerleader and marching band things. We have Vicky Guerrero introducing the Inner Circle. Former because, cheerleader, oh, Vicky Guerrero. Because fuck yes, of course she is. I thought this was the perfect role for Vicky Guerrero introducing proud and power I mean proud um, inner circle members um yeah. I like and uh did, like in her Chiron like her headline just says um her headline just says get your earplugs ready which I thought was really nice uh everyone is still selling the stampede loss Sammy is in crutches uh Jericho says like five sexy phoenixes they will rise again <laughs> just shit like that where it's just just the tackiest adjectives. Yeah. Like it's just such a part. It's such, it's so good on Jericho. Uh, They're, uh, they're just throwing away the shirts uh, that they're like, we've got you guys all shirts and they're throwing them in the crowd, (laughs) but the audience, but then the audience members are throwing them back. Yeah. Uh, Sammy brings out participation trophies. Uh, Jericho gets King of dad jokes. Uh, 
it's it, Sammy explains that there's a pandemic going on, so they only had so much trophies. He's like, Satana, trophies are hard to come by. Sorry. Santana gives out gifts, gives Ortiz chopped cheese, gives oh. Hager a pair of knockoff Tims. Sammy, uh, he gives Sammy some Vicks vapor rub for his uh, one winged angel. He says, "Oh, and, my 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 Fuega says it's secure everything." And Jericho's like, "Yeah, my abuela, my, my abuela. abuela says the same thing." <laughs> It's fucking great. And, uh, and then Sammy, I mean, Santana gives Jericho a picture of Mark Anthony, which Jericho calls him his hero. I thought that was, I thought that was really funny. Uh, Jericho gives Sammy a spotter. Yeah, Jericho gives Sammy, oh, a scooter. I don't know why it says spotter. Yeah, I think uh, it's the auto correct. Yeah, Jericho gives Sammy a scooter called the Hit Me Up Mobile, <laughs> in which Tony called. And then, like, they hug. And then Tony, just under his breath, he just says, oh, what a nice moment. <laughs> Ortiz gets ear mufflers so he can hear because it's still ringing so it just cancels it out Uh, Hager writes a poem in which JR under his breath he says oh god (laughs) Hager gets too emotional with rage which Jericho has to stop him Um, Sammy asks Jericho what he does then Sammy asks Jericho what does he truly want and after some pause after some pauses and you know all dramatic like he says he wants Mike Tyson's head on a platter and references January 11th, 2010 on a Monday night. A continuation I, of a WWE storyline. You know, they needed a reason. They needed but, a reason. But, I think it's, and honestly, I think it's kind of smart. Let's continue. Because they, there's literally no other reason for Mike Tyson to be involved. With Absolutely. Kevin. There's no reason. Well, no, except for that. There's no other reason except for that, which, you know, a lot of people who watch AEW you know, watches like watches WWE for for a moment in time, and yeah, so yeah, it's good yeah. to reference. Hey, it's good to reference it. Like I know, it's, I mean, I, I like callbacks, tacky. but it just seems to me that, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, what? I don't know why this is happening. Uh, it's happening because they want Mike Tyson on the show. Five minutes left. I just realized Mike Tyson was supposed to be on the show. Sammy gives Jericho a cheese platter and bubbly, but nothing's there. Who ate the bub- Who ate the cheese platter and who drank the bubbly? Well, clearly, Mike. T- well, clearly, we get that answer because Mike Tyson's music. Um, he has music. Uh, blares out. Yeah, he has music, and th- yeah, he sings it himself too. And then Iron Mike Tyson, Vitor Belfort, Henry Cejudo, Rashad Evans, and some some fucking raccoon looking dude <laughs> called Mickey Gooch, who, the Gooch, on further research, is an. He's involved in the film industry, and he's part of Mike Tyson's entourage. He once dated Rebel Wilson, and uh, okay. yeah, good for him. Like, like you have you have Mike Tyson, you know, boxing champion. You have Vitor Belfort, uh, a former light, former middleweight champion of the UFC. You have Henry Cejudo, uh, dual Who? champion of the bantamweight and flyweight division. And yeah. You have Rashad Evans, former light heavyweight. Like you have these MMA legends, and then you get this fucking dude named Mickey Gooch. Uh, he I'm was me- he was trying to steal the show. That guy was trying to go into business for himself. It man. was so stupid, dude. Yeah. He made Mike Tyson look like a fucking. G- he made he made Mike Tyson look like a joke. And granted, he, Mike Tyson- he made Tyson look like a joke, or Tyson made himself look like a joke. And I I was about to say, and but then Mike Tyson wasn't helping his case either because Jericho asks Tyson to apologize to him, or he's going to knock him out. And then Tyson goes instead of building to a match against Chris Jericho, he's. He, he kind of looked like he was building a ma- uh, building a match against his own shirt because it takes him forever to rip up the shirt. And then Ty- and then uh, and then when he does, Tyson just awkwardly just flexes in front of Jericho's face as Jericho just keeps on repeating the line, "I'm, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you." Out. It's almost as if they like were missing a cue. 
Oh, I think Jer- I think Tyson missed his cue to push Jericho. Yeah, and so what Jericho did was that he pushes Jer- uh, Tyson. Jericho pushes Tyson, and then and then it starts like well before that. J- Tyson's going off. He's like he's like you you sucker punched me in 2010. He goes yeah because you stole the title. You you're a punk. You're a punk. You stole the title. What? And then that which apparently wasn't even happen. part of the storyline. Story it was like something line. with DX and Mike Tyson and Jericho at the time. I don't fucking know. I didn't go uh, back and watch the Monday Night Raw, but. Yeah, we end the show with the entire AEW locker few outside a select few out of risking making like if if Darby Allen was part of that was a part of that pull apart, I would have been so demor- that would have been so demoralizing, <laughs> but he wasn't. So they were so or if Orange Cassidy I, I, was I, pulling apart. I, I think Orange Cassidy was there, but I know Cole Cabana, Cole Cabana was definitely there. I feel like they should have had Orange Cassidy just been like, like directing traffic. Like, no, you go. One of my favorite little details about that pull apart was that Jericho immediately went after Mickey Gooch. He like, he just pushed him. Get out of here, Gooch. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Get, yeah. Get Get the Gooch out of here. Get him out of here. Everyone's talking about the Gooch today though. And Yeah. Mike Tyson, Chris Jericho, possibly at Fighter Fest, which is weird because Fighter Fest is a free, is a free, is I think is going to be a free event. It could be for pay per view, not much. And they didn't reveal a date for Fighter Fest too. They just said this summer. This summer, Fighter Fest comes and, to town. It's um, so. This is. Uh, I can definitely see a bunch of like purists, wrestling purists, being like miffed on the prospect of bringing in Mike Tyson and. In my opinion, I think I think building up to a Tyson Jericho match does nothing but favors for AEW. Like you see, you see the Twitter headlines, you see ESPN, you see uh, various outlets that you normally wouldn't get wrestling coverage for talking about AEW. You have fifty plus million people watching Mike Tyson training for a possible boxing match. Right? You're like you need to have this outreach. It's they're they're at the risk of sounding like Stephanie McMahon. They're they're building a brand, you know. Yeah. This is they want they want AEW to get out there. They want headlines, and what better way to get headlines is to get somebody like Iron. Like I keep on saying Iron Mike Tyson, like it's fucking like that's his actual name. But what it's Mike better Tyson. way to bring in lapsed wrestling fans than something that happened a long time ago and that you're familiar with? And I'm not being facetious and I'm not joking, but I'm being honestly truthful. You know, there's gonna be a lot of people that watch wrestling. You see a lot of, you know, a lot of people are on YouTube like we are and, you know, yeah. but, but there's a lot of other, hold on. There's a lot of other things that like, there's people that just cover nostalgia things and they barely touch on wrestling because they weren't huge wrestling fans, but they watch it and they remember DX, they remember NWO and they, oh yeah, Mike Tyson was on there. Um, you know, if you see, oh, Mike Tyson's he's wrestling. Um, okay, he's in the wrestling show. I remember him. What's up with Mike Tyson? You know, it brings uh, eyes you, back to the yeah. product. The YouTube video of that Tyson segment on AEW, nine hundred and ninety-three thousand views in sixteen hours, and number nine trending on video on all of YouTube. Wow! So this is track. This this is traction, and so you can definitely, you know, regardless of what you think of Mike Tyson as a person, which it's a very loaded subject in and of itself. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. Fa- I, you can't necessarily fault for AEW to do this sort of thing, and it's and it it's kind of helpful. It's it's also a blessing and a curse that the fact this is happening without any fans, you know, because you don't know the reaction. You can't really necessarily gauge a reaction of how people would think of Mike Tyson in a live setting. But this is but in, in this type of environment, this is this clay is very moldable. Yeah, one might say. <clears throat> 
and uh, I'm for it. Oh, actually, hold on. It hit. It just hit. It hit one million in 17 hours. Wow. Yeah. I am curious of how this does the ratings wise. Like, if we could just, if you could just lengthen your NXT review, we might even get that by the end of it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Let's let's get into. But yeah, it. AW Dynamite. This was a very entertaining show. It's a it's a meaningful uh, um, step ahead after Double or Nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. getting us looking forward to what's coming up next and. You know, it's. I kind of feel bad for the revival because they're taking a backseat over this Mike Tyson foolishness. It'll all be. They'll have something. On it's the foolishness. Like I can't. I can't say this was a great segment. It was like. It was a. It was a. It was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. It, it's an entertaining mess, and sometimes that's. You had Tyson who was just like marking out and was like, "I'm sure they not, told him. I'm sure they told him to go out there and do something, but he's probably like, yeah, whatever." He's very much at the beat of his own drum, like clearly showed on that segment. Yeah. So, fucking Mickey. Well, at least he's not get, to the get point. Get rid of Mickey Gooch. <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's continue with uh, NXT, right? Well, what'd you think of the show? Decent show. Fun, entertaining show. I liked it. How many flare chops? Uh, that's going to be an actual thing if we keep doing it, okay? So, we got to stop. I know. I know. Nip that in the bud. <laughs> Nick that in the bud. Uh, <laughs> NXT. Uh, kicked off with the uh, A block of the champion, the cruiserweight championship interim tournament with three guys, triple threat match because these guys all tied and they all had wins over each other. Um, <clears throat> so it was Drake Maverick versus Jake Atlas versus. Kushida. They all had wins over each other at the end of that match too. Yes, they did. Um, well, except for Jake Atlas, if uh, <laughs> that's for damn sure. All three men go all around, going back and forth, and with the other person all around. Uh, tilt the world backbreaker to Drake by Atlas. Atlas runs wild, hits a moonsault on Kushida, and a springboard blockbuster to Drake Maverick. Um, these three men go all around, giving Drake kind of the ho- all the hope spots you think he's gonna get yeah. the clean win. Uh, there was a wonderful, really, really, really good German suplex that Jake Atlas hit on Kushida at a certain point. Then we have the rainbow DDT to Drake, but Kushida pulls him outside of the ring with a pinatep. Uh, Sakuraba lock to Drake Maverick on the turnbuckle, but Atlas breaks it up with Insiguri, knocking uh, Drake out of the hold. Kushida then uh, hits and locks the hoverboard lock on Drake, or on sorry, on Jake Atlas, and then uh, Drake Maverick just kind of crawls over. And pins Jake Atlas. It makes no sense because Kushida is also on top of Jake Atlas. Exactly. And well, you know, which came out later that you saw later that, you know, Jake Atlas actually tapped before the three count. But Um, Drake, but Drake Maverick was blocking the view of the ref seeing that. Exactly. Um, This was just so foolish. If this at the if, if they wanted Drake Maverick to win. They were both covering him, yeah, and it just, to me, well, you know, that's the thing. Do they want to protect Kushida? It's, why, it's just, okay. So, as I said, this was a fun match, but the finish seemed all of a sudden, and it was one of those stupid WWE finishes where everyone is quote-unquote protected, because you had Jake Atlas in this lock, so he couldn't get out of the pin by Drake, and Drake snuck the pin when you know Kushida was holding Jake down so it's one of those things where it's like they think everyone's protected because nobody looks weak but Drake still wins because if Drake pinned somebody that they would look weak and when they try to protect everybody no one's protected well when you have the guy when you have a guy uh what two years ago peeing his pants and you can't if you have him go over somebody they're gonna look weak I guess I don't know so 
after the match, uh, El Fantasma comes out and extends his hand to Drake Maverick. Um, but he points at the belt and points at himself. When we come back from break, we're showing that Atlas uh, tap for three count. Uh, the ref, the ref didn't see it. I don't even know why they would show us this. It kind of led somewhere in a, in the coming segment, but we'll see. I don't know. It might lead somewhere else at TakeOver or next week. I don't know. Uh, next up, we have Johnny Gargano. He comes to the ring with Candice LeRae. Johnny announces that there will be the first ever Johnny Gargano Invitational. Uh, each week, he announces that his opponent uh, this week um, is going to be... Uh, first reads off Adrian Adonis, but uh, uh, it's not Adrian Adonis. It wasn't Adrian Adonis. It was Adrian Alonis. Of, of, I guess he's from Evolve. I'm not too familiar. Uh, Alonis, though, yeah. l- looks like... Um, he looks like Roman Reigns if Roman Reigns never wrestled and worked at Best Buy. Dude, everybody looks like Roman Reigns in that company. Um, well, no, this guy particularly. Long guy, like, long guy with long hair, like wet long hair and beard. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, Gargano goes for a handshake, uh, but Sucker punches um, Alonis. Uh, little Roman then gets a shot on Gargano, but Johnny hits a super kick and applies the Gargano escape, giving him the submission victory. After the match on the Titan Tron, plays a video of Mia Yim and Keith Lee. They're spoofing the Gargano videos, the video packages from a couple weeks ago, where Gargano and Larray would be talking at dinner and all of a sudden, you know, have all those video distortions where they would change their voice and the. Yeah. So this was really bad. <clears throat> yeah, they made a lame segment even lamer. Um, so uh, none of the jokes landed. Uh, Dakota, not Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox with the. Yeah, Tegan yeah, Knox I, with the pizza. Yeah, so this just there it, was no point to that. It like, was, was weird the, because Mia Yim, she's like, she's like talking about. So Keith Lee puts this thing on the table. It's a centerpiece. So here's the centerpiece for a dinner, and she goes, "Well, it's it's really fake and cheap, just like the Garganos." She puts a flashlight under her face and starts saying, "Like I'm like Candice Array. I as a concept, it's it was very dumb. sound. You know, it's well, yeah. The but par- when, no, it's a parody. You know, it's a parody of that segment, and it's just like, but the jokes in and of itself were just not funny. And well, they were making I, childish and, jokes. And Yim, yeah, <clears throat> and Yim and Lee, they 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 didn't act. Like their acting wasn't great. Their uh, I did like their, their, how no, their their acting wasn't great, but the writing was even worse. I did like how Keith Lee kind of called the Yim out on. He goes, "What are you doing with that flashlight?" Um, but what? Okay, what I don't get about this fucking segment, and I know I shouldn't be taking this seriously at all, at all, and I'm being dumb and I'm being worked for doing this. Is that first they're like, he's like, "What are you doing? Why are you just staring off into blank space and just saying things with a flashlight under your face, Mia?" And then all of a sudden, they're talking to the Garganos through this. So this nonsense. So they're talking to the Garganos. They're talking to the but camera. They're also talking to the. Others. But they're also not talking the to the camera because there's no camera there. But there is a camera there because they're talking to the Garganos being on a screen. I don't fucking get it. I don't get it's it. It's a parody. It's like it's just it's 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 they're just they're just poking holes at the Gargano. Uh, Larray thing. No, I know. Uh, that's when you said Tegan Knox comes in and she delivers two slices of pizza. Um, she ate. She ate them all. Yeah. She no, was, I was, she was so hungry that day. I was you so know. hungry, mum. Yeah. Tegan Knox, and I'm trying to make sure you get the pizza. I'll get one more pizza for you. Next up, we have Mackenzie. She's backstage with Drake Maverick. Wants to know how he feels about uh, Atlas tapping to Kushida. He says he's uh, he's he's he wants to do the right thing. He wants to give Kushida a match uh, to prove himself. He says Kushida comes in and he tells Drake, "You have match. Just go win. You have to keep your job." So uh, pats him on the chest and walks away. <clears throat> so I mean, 
I don't know. Uh, he's t- Drake Maverick says, you know, when I win the title, I, you'll be the first one to get a shot. Um, so I'm honestly though, like I think Drake could win this. Kind of has to at this point. Well, if you think about it, because like if Phantasma wins, Jordan Devlin you're, comes you're, back. You're healing the fuck out of Phantasma if he wins. Well, if Devlin comes back, then you have then somebody's gonna have to lose, and then one of their pushes is gonna get stopped. But if you have Drake well, win this interim when is, title, when is Devlin coming back? Though? Hold on, but if you have this interim title, Drake wins it, holds it for whenever. Devlin comes back, he squash him, win the title back. Win his and title, then, you know what I mean? What? And then Maverick is fired. Well, no, then eventually, <laughs> he's, no, he's he'll gone. have a job. He'll have, dude. He's not fired, man. This they is, made zero. Like, he's. We're getting work. There's on that. zero indication that he. Any. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going one way or the other of this thing. But they, they have made zero indication that he's actually still with the company. We'll see, you man. Know? <clears throat> we'll see. Um, Imperial. I hope he's getting paid. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Imperium video package. Um, Bartel calls Eichner the pride of Italy and calls himself the impeccable German. Uh, calls out Birch and Lorcan and calls them a disgrace to their sacred ground. Eichner has one very large earring that I can't stop staring at. So I thought that was cute. Sticks out in bald, du- bald dudes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, Shotzi Blackheart versus uh, large um, Sonya Deville. Gonzalez. Yeah. Very tall Sonya Deville, Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai. Ah, you're giving two. You, that's you're not giving enough credit to Sonya Deville. She's been killing it in SmackDown. I understand that, but what's her name looks like a very tall version of her, Raquel that's Gonzalez. That's true. She does get that comparison a lot. Uh, fun, energetic start. The two trading a lot of reversals. Dakota Kai tries to take Shotzi's tank apart, but Tegan Knox for some reason wants to get involved in this storyline too. Um, comes knocks Dakota because she knocks her the she's sh- French she's a French she knocks Dakota Kai the sh- she <laughs> Kai flips out of that tank uh, Beth Phoenix says Gonzalez is showing uh, shades of Harley race with her strikes that, okay that's something she said uh, running sent on to Raquel Shotzi almost kills herself uh, trying to hit a coffin drop on both uh, she lands Kai. straight on her neck, dude. Yeah, uh, from of... the second rope, and you could hear a pin drop at the at the at the performance center. Yeah, Peace. yeah, at the performance center, like, and then you see Tegan Knox tending to her, and like it's it's like as if they actually witnessed an actual like death, dude. It was it was bad. This was one of the worst bumps I've seen in like recent memory in a long time, yeah. and. Hey, she got back up, and apparently, according to her Instagram, Shotzi Blackheart's Instagram, like she says, and I'll do it again and again and again. And apparently, she's fine. She's she's she's, she's was, tiny too. Was so just I mean, fucking scary. It was terrifying. Oh, yeah. But you know, if she's okay, she's all right. She can, she can wear that bump with uh, like as a as a badge of honor at this point, but never but, do it again. Like that catch. I think I don't know who should. I haven't watched it enough, but then like the way she got caught, it felt like she. At the angle that where she was la- she was about to land on uh, Gonzalez and Kai, I think they did not anticipate the angle that she was like landing towards. Yeah, and so they kind of <clears throat> just raised their arms up, and as soon as they raised their arms up, the angle it only further elevated the angle of which she landed. Yeah, and she and, flipped um, backwards on her neck, kind of flipped over. It's it was bad. Uh, then out comes Candice LeRae to argue with Tegan Knox, allowing Kai to get involved in the match yet again to crotch. More people. 
A to, lot of people involved in this match. To crotch Shotzi on the turnbuckle. Uh, we have a spike slam to Shotzi, the pin and the win for Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, this was a complete clusterfuck of a match uh, from the very it, beginning. But it was supposed to be. Uh, I mean, a million things had to happen, I guess, for Shotzi to lose. So I don't know. want to protect Shotzi, I guess. but then yeah, I don't know how this protects Shotzi. I don't know. They're building the feud. They're building up the feud. with Everyone's got to be protected, I guess, right? I so. mean, Shotzi wasn't protected. She mm-hmm. lost. Well, there was a dirty fit. It was a. It wasn't a clean win. So yeah, she was protected because you know you could argue. Oh, Dakota Kai got involved. Oh, uh, Candice LeRae distracted her. Oh, this that. Listen, man, that of out of all the finishes in this show, that one's the least egregious to me. Okay. Uh, next up, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai versus Charlotte and a mystery partner. Speaking of egregious finishes. Um, I mentioned earlier when Io Strike comes out, Morrow mentions uh, rest in power to um, Hana Kimura. Um, out comes Charlotte's partner, which is uh, Chelsea Green. Um, okay. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Chelsea Green start the match. Ripley runs wild on uh, focused on Charlotte, though. So... Um, Kind of Chelsea Green takes over. Green Flair isolate Io Shirai at a certain point. Uh, Charlotte eventually runs into Green in the corner, but nothing kind of comes of it at all, so I don't know why they did that. Uh, Ripley hits a scary-looking electric chair face buster, I believe, to Chelsea Green, which looked like she it looked like she landed weird on it. Uh, Io breaks up a figure four with a double knees to Charlotte. Io and Charlotte looked... Uh, they actually looked really good working together uh, for the split, like about 45 seconds to about a minute they had in the ring together, just one-on-one. They looked really good, uh, which I can't wait to see a one-on-one match with Charlotte and Io Shirai. Uh, Tiger faint kick to Charlotte. I uh, mean, you had one a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, I want to see. And that was also great. Uh, Io goes for the springboard uh, but uh, to Charlotte, but Green pushes Charlotte out of the way, kind of, quote-unquote, takes the bullet for her. Io then runs uh, Ripley into Ripley, knocking her to the outside of the hockey barricade. Uh, Roll-up victory uh, with the feet on the ropes. Charlotte pins Io Shirai. So she's got to be protected, uh, right? Can't be a clean win. Wait, who's got to be protected? Io Shirai. But she got pinned with Charlotte and her feet on the ropes. If her feet weren't on the ropes. Listen, man, if there's one person that should take the pin in this match and you're building a triple threat match between Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai and Charlotte Flair, the person who should be taking the pin shouldn't be either of those three people. Right. Like, what's the point of Chelsea Green being in this match then? Right. Like, Do they not want Charlotte Flair to take a loss in a tag match which, in which she has nothing to do with it? Like, it's it's nonsensical. Like, I agree. What, like, this is an AEW where wins and, lo- like, wins and losses, like, it's not going to be on a record or anything, just straight up, like... It's so counterproductive when you're building up to this triple threat. It's, uh, yeah. uh. and we move on with Mackenzie backstage with the Garganos and wants to know their thoughts on the Lees, um, Keith Lee and Mia Yim. I mean, uh, they yeah, think it was dumb. It was a parody, and yeah. it, none of the jokes landed. It was not funny. <laughs> Is that? What I would have loved if Gargano <laughs> said that. Uh, they just said it was unprofessional, and they're going to fight them both at different times. Yeah, North then, American title match. And then we NXT have title. the the fist bump heard around the world uh matt riddle getting ready in his war room kurt angle they just gave each other a quick fist bump and i thought it was well awesome. he was he, st- he he extended his hand as a sh- to shake it and then it's like no bro and he just brings he was like all right son here you and go. then kurt angle's like okay i'll do that God, okay such a, i'll be the ref of the match now kurt angle's such I'm a dad kurt angle. he's such a dad 
Uh, let's see. Then we have the Regal, William Regal, Adam Cole negotiations. I don't know why, what they're negotiating. Um, but uh, Cole's championship—he's uh, no, a free agent. Kind of that Adam Cole. Uh, Cole's championship celebration was supposed to be this week, but it was, pulled, I guess, put on hold by the Velveteen Dream. No, Adam Cole—he's in his contract negotiation, fresh mm. off appear uh, inadvertently appearing in Tony Schiavone's Twitter account as when he was taking a picture with a uh, Nyla Rose. He was using that as leverage. Yeah, like I could be in this party and I could be here and bring the. Oh, boom. he's been see, he's been seen at AEW parties before. They all they all of course, of course. Uh, but then, no, it's funny because Tony Schiavone—he deleted that tweet and cropped out uh, Adam Cole and then everybody in the comments is like why did you crop out Adam Cole Tony well I mean he's just he's probably Adam Cole probably asked him to do it um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adam Cole wants uh, the Undisputed Era to have a fair shot at the tag team titles against against Imperium. Uh, Cole also wants Velveteen Dream out of his life, and he also says if he beats Velveteen Dream at In Your House, that Velveteen Dream will not have a shot at the NXT title as long as Cole is the champion. Um, he says uh, William Regal thinks Cole is acting like a baby, and. Um, but agrees to his negotiation says you got it that's it for in your house they're set up this not negotiations set up yeah it wasn't a zoom it was just very much in a zoom call it looked exactly what our setup looks like right now yeah, exactly uh then we have oh, Le- and uh yeah go ahead no no what are you gonna say no, no, just go. Over. Oh, uh, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch video package. This is really good. Uh, but basically, they're both twins and from separate. They're they're brothers from different mothers. Um, they're both bald and they like to fight, and they drink Sprite out of Guinness pint glasses. So there was one follow up joke with the Bay Bay. Um, that Adam Cole said to William Regal and is like, I've been doing this, doing this. I've, I've had a career like that's way even more. That's like way that it further eclipses, eclipses you since you were a man's man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought because Bay Bay man's man. Yeah. No, yeah. And then William Regal's like, ah, you, you, you scamper, you, yeah. you bloody scamp war games. Um, War games. Uh, like I said, only Lark and Danny Birch. They're twins. They like to fight. Uh, Leon. Oh, no, they went to a pub in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, you know what? They got. You can. This you is can so do that ago. now. This is a long time ago. They're drinking water because they, they were in sitting they, at a table. Did they just? Did they force themselves into the restaurant like two bald Jason Statham looking motherfuckers? Like, yeah, we're gonna sit here. What Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. They should have showed that uh, know, just to show how tough they are. Leon Ruff, fresh off his loss to Karrion Cross, is now in a match tonight against Tommaso Ciampa. I'm just hoping they have a three-way now and Leon Ruff gets a victory over both men. <laughs> um, Ciampa, Scarlet, though, follows Ciampa down to the ring. Uh, Ciampa distracted by um, Scarlet and Leon Ruff says, screw it, and goes for the roll-up. Um, of course, he doesn't get the win. But Ciampa beats Leon Ruff uh, while staring at Scarlet because, I mean, it's it's hard not to. Scarlet is dressed like... Um, I. I felt like, you know, was it the Game of Thrones, Denarius from Game of Thrones? You're talking to the wrong person about this. Hey, stuff. well, our crowd knows, guys. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, fairy tale ending to uh, Leon Ruff, pin win. After the match, Cross appears on the screen. He says, on June 7th. No, he's just like this. <clears throat> he says, on June 7th. Um, again, podcast listeners, I'm sorry, but I'm putting my face. Watch on, on YouTube, guys. He says, on June 7th, I'm going to make you feel something you've never felt before. So uh, uh, maybe love, maybe admiration. I don't know. know. Next week, we have Drake Maverick versus Phantasma for the interim uh, Cruiserweight title. Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae. And next week, the NXT title match and NXT women's title match 
will be prime target, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, that's that's a that's that's like road two. Prime Target's like one of their road twos. Oh, okay. Like where it's just a, it's supposed to hype up the matches. Oh. They're good. Prime Target's one of the best shit. Like I've never heard of it before. The WWE Network, like ever. Like they did that show for the NXT UK show show, mm. and like it sold me on that pay per view like the day of <laughs> when they were showing. They're like, "Fuck, I need to see Tyler Bates versus Walter." And I'm glad I did. Uh, then we have the uh, the main event: Timothy Thatcher, Matt Riddle, Kurt <coughs> Angle, a special guest referee in an NXT Pit Fight match. Was uh, it? No, I thought it was Fight Pit. Was it Fight Pit? Oh, Fight yeah, Pit! You're right. Fight Pit. It's NXT Fight Pit match. I hope this is a regular thing. I love saying Fight Pit, and I think Timothy Thatcher is absolutely perfect for the Fight Pit. Uh, Riddle. I want Marwanala to say Fight Pit. Um, Riddle with a height of 6'2", 216 pounds, and a reach of 77 inches. Thatcher, 6'3", 225 pounds, a reach of 78 inches. I mean, this... Fuck. What? Th- this what? was... This is what UFC would look like if WWE would have bought UFC it's years ago. It's a UWFI ago. match, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. I liked it. I, I thought I it was good. I this match. I think it was better than their than just Fucking, them rolling around trading submissions the entire time. It was their best. It's it's the best match. I mean, there's only two matches between them, but this is clearly this is the superior one. Um, Matt Riddle smacks the shit out of Timothy Thatcher. Well, he gives him a kick to the face and quote unquote knocks a couple of his teeth out, which which is a, a reference to a fucking UFC pay, not a pay per view, like a fight night card where uh, Glover Teixeira punched Anthony Smith on his head so hard that his teeth fell out. Yeah. That and that actually happened. So he hands and they continued that fight. Yeah, I love that. Like the, just like this one, the medical stuff. He's, like, he's good to go. He's fine. Uh, which <laughs> which is funny because his stature, he 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 gets teeth knocked, quote unquote teeth knocked out. But he was already missing a couple teeth, and he's like, like his teeth is terrible already. Might as, like, as well just for right here. I'm like, dude, that one is already gone. Don't don't fuck yeah. me. Um, like I said Riddle using the cage as his advantage, escape from holds, leaping kick to Thatcher, knocking some of his teeth out. Uh, Thatcher uh, hands teeth angle. Uh, the uh, ref says, or is it the medical guy says, doctor. Uh, that's what a medical guy is called. Uh, says he's okay Dr. to compete. Um, Thatcher working over Riddle uh, when we're back from the break. The two fight on top of the cage. Corkscrew moonsault to Thatcher. Thatcher going for a rear naked choke that is relentless despite Riddle breaking out once. And then eventually Riddle passes out to the RNC, the rear naked choke, and uh, technical submission for uh, Timothy Thatcher. And a possible write off for Matt Riddle. Matthew Riddle. He did the job on the way out. Good, good guy. Yeah. He didn't do the, the territory ter- within the territory. There you go. Uh, um, you stole the joke that I was going to say. Excellent match. Uh, yeah, no, it was a good I might match. might as go as far as to say match of the week. Good match. Um, good match of the week. Did we had double or nothing this, this, this? It was not match of the week. Match of, the, match of this week. Oh, if you start the week. Yeah, tonight. No, no, Wednesdays. <laughs> okay. Okay, match of the night between there these two shows. There we go. Uh, he's going, Matt Riddle's going, packing his bags to SmackDown and which you, your natural conclusion would be, why not be with Paul Heyman? But then also, you also bring up the fact that even though he's never there, Brock Lesnar clearly doesn't want to be on the same brand as Matt Riddle. Um, which, well, you know, goes to show how dude, he, Riddle's going to get fucking buried on the main roster. It's, you know, you got to aim low now with these, with these sort of with these sort of main roster call-ups, you know, yeah, but then yes. sometimes, okay, listen, Matt Riddle going to SmackDown. It's not ideal at all, but think about the, ma- the, the physical makeup that's in SmackDown. Yes. Baron Corbin's there. And yes, that's naturally the, 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 the program that you, that he <laughs> that's going to happen from the get go. And maybe well, because they have, they have history. He threw him out at the Royal rumble. 
or or he's going to be seeds. with or he's going to have a program with Dolph Ziggler. No, but then he's busy. you also have to consider, you know, the people who you know who else is there? Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, who recently resigned that we didn't we forgot on the news, but you know he's well. He's you know what? Company. If our lovely fans follow our Instagram page at CWR four and five, they would have got that news right when it broke. Because I reported it on uh, Cesaro's there. Sheamus is there. Uh, you know, Otis Shinsuke is there. Na- Shinsuke Nakamura is there. Like there's, there's, it's pretty, it's a pretty decent pool. But in thinking about that, I automatically just assume the worst out of Matt Riddle and every, everybody should, you know, because yeah. everybody should be awesome. Everyone's awesome and everybody should be awesome, but it's WWE. So it's not. Everything is awesome. No, no. I can't say another bar of that song, or else we'll get charged for it. So Matt Riddle, Matt uh, Riddle, yes, never, would never became NXT champion. Probably going to say, yeah, he didn't really. Probably going to be Universal Champion. Uh, we'll see. You never say never. We'll see. The only thing's for sure is that nothing's for sure. But aim low. Well, guys, I think that about does it here for us today. Um, we had a pack show, long show. Pack is here. No, uh, guys, we'll see you next week on uh, no, more more B show next week. Where we're going to talk about AEW, of course, and NXT, just like we did this week. But it'll be Watch next, next week. week. We're going to say, hey, remember how dumb we sounded when we didn't think Edge and Randy Orton were it wasn't going to have the greatest wrestling match ever. It's like two weeks. So it's like two or three weeks. Or is that the Sunday? That's not no, the it's Sunday. In two weeks. <laughs> All right, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And yeah, uh, really? we'll see you guys later. Bye. You don't want to say bye, Michael? I'm wave. Oh, yeah. I'm waving, guys. Oh, he's Sorry, on. podcast listeners. This is a very video. Listen, get him, go to our YouTube. No, I'm pimping the YouTube channel. Hey, as you should. As you should. All right, guys. We'll see you guys later. Have a good day. Bye. Hey.